They tell us the economy's just fine. It's holding up. It's resilient even. Look at the data, they'll say. It's a-okay. Only years later do we find out the data wasn't a-okay. After conducting more exhaustive surveys and filling in knowledge gaps, only then do they come out with these benchmark revisions and say, you know what? The statistics that all looked fine way back when, it doesn't look so fine now. Maybe we were right to question economic circumstances. The Bureau of Economic Analysis just conducted their benchmark re revisions for U.S. gross domestic product. They also updated the dollar from the 2012 dollar to the 2017 dollar. And in doing so, they did a couple things. First of all, reminding us of this problem, which is during these critical moments in economic history, the data overstates the case to the upside. The, the economy is likely in much worse, much more questionable shape than it appears in the current statistics. The BEA also reshaped the economy, or the, at least economic output according to real GDP, over the last couple years. And in doing so, they sort of sharpened the stumble-bounce pattern that we see preceding a lot of economic recessions. There's also the GDP versus GDI gap that narrowed a little bit, but not nearly enough to settle that matter. So there was quite a lot in the GDP numbers for the second quarter, the revisions, benchmarks, changing dollars, stumbles and bounces and all of that. But first, I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. And for people who have watched this channel for a long time, you know what I'm going to say now. Eurodollar University has memberships and research subscriptions. The memberships are about the Eurodollar system, how money works, what it does. The research subscriptions, that's the daily briefing as well as the daily deep dive analysis. And you can go to our website, eurodollar.university, for information on all of it. Before we get to gross domestic product in the current, or the last couple of years, the current situation, I think it's worth going back and reviewing the benchmark changes in some past episodes. In particular, a couple in particular, starting with 2018. Because 2018 in many ways was somewhat familiar, maybe, maybe a little bit more familiar than any other period in economic history, recent economic, economic history up till now, because you had the Fed hiking rates, the Fed talking about tight labor markets, labor shortage was everywhere in 2018, remember? The Fed thinking we need to get more aggressive with rate hikes because consumer prices are gonna get out of control because of the labor shortage. And at the same time, the markets were saying something else, something different, something completely different. Remember, curves had inverted in 2018, suggesting at the very least, while there was some monetary issues, collateral shortage, and that kind of thing, there was also related economic weakness that in the statistics of that time didn't seem to be all that much. And it wasn't just GDP. I've shown the chart for U.S. industrial production, which is produced by the Federal Reserve, showing the benchmark revisions and how Industrial production went from up here looking decent okay to down here, then down here, then down here. And slowly over time, they reworked the entire trend of industrial production as with a bunch of other economic accounts so that only years later do you look back on it and say, yeah, that's what markets were all concerned about. The statistics looked fine when they were released, but now we know the economy was in much bigger trouble than had been let on at the time. The same is true with GDP. 
We look at the current benchmarks, which now use the 2017 dollar, and really the 2017 dollar versus the 2012 dollar in the GDP numbers. That really is just changing the measuring stick um, for real output because 2017 was even more of a disinflationary dollar than the 2012 dollar, which was compared to the 2007 dollar before that. But essentially, the economy didn't get bigger. We just used a more disinflated U.S. dollar to deflate the statistics and look back to try to compare apples and apples through time, which is a difficult task, as most of you know. But back to 2018, Jay Powell was absolutely optimistic up until the end. Remember, there was a rate hike in December of that year because of the labor shortage and what everyone in the media, the mainstream told us about how the economy was fine, resilient, holding up really well. And we look at the GDP numbers that were released at the time, what it showed was essentially pretty much that. First, second quarter of 2018 GDP was originally thought around 4%, 4.1% in the, the, the later statistics. Then the third quarter only slowed down to 3.3. The fourth quarter of 2018, the landmine period, as I've called it, that was 2.1 before accelerating again to 3.1% in the first quarter of 2019. So you look at those numbers, you think, well, nothing big. We went from four down to two and then kind of started, started to accelerate and bounce into 2019. Fast forward a bunch of years later and a bunch of benchmark revisions, and they, this started to change almost immediately with the benchmark revision that came out in 2019 and 2020. Essentially, GDP now goes only 2.1% in the second quarter of 2018. That's half the rate that we thought before. A slight acceleration to 2.5, but that's still less than the original estimates. And then just 0.6%, very nearly contraction in the fourth quarter, and then only 2.2% in the first quarter. So substantially more weakness in the latter stages of 2018, which the markets told us as it was happening. Now, the next part of that is, over the years, the, G the BEA has revised GDP higher in the second half of 2019, which doesn't necessarily mean that was the extent of the weakness in 2018 or the, the, the furthest extent of the downturn. That's just reminding us of the consistent recession pattern where we see the economy stumble like it did in 2018, according to the current benchmarks. Then it bounces, not necessarily over a single quarter, but potentially over several quarters before falling off again. And as we'll see, this is a recurring pattern. But in 2018, according to the original estimates for GDP, as Jay Powell said, you know, we're a little bit concerned, mostly about overseas, but now you look at GDP and think, okay, that's what everybody was worried about. It was a very defined slowdown downturn that was leading in the direction of the recession that the inverted yield curve later on in 2018 and early 2019, and then the 210 inversion later on in 2019, that's what that was all about. We did have a more serious bout of weakness in 2018 than anyone had allowed themselves to imagine at that time. Maybe a more egregious example, 2011 and 2012, because you go back to 2011 and 2012, the European sovereign debt crisis, which wasn't really a European sovereign debt crisis, that was part of it. But like subprime mortgages, that was more the spark which lit the fuse toward another banking crisis, another collateral shortage, a serious collateral shortage that erupted at points in 2010 and really started to show up in 2011. But as it was 
interrupting the economic recovery after the great quote-unquote recession, we saw economic weakness in the United States show up early on in 2011. We had a negative quarter in the first quarter of 2011, but then according to the initial estimates, the economy was kind of soft, but it was never really in danger of something like recession or did appear to be. But then you look at the estimates today and it shows more pronounced weakness in 2011 and the second half of 2012. So again, we have the stumble bounce and then in this case, nearly recession in 2012, where the initial stumble period in 2011, that was almost a recession in its own right. Because according to the most recent estimates, what you see is that GDP was negative in the first quarter as well as in the third quarter. So two out of three quarters in that middle crisis period of 2011, the U.S. economy was in serious trouble. And yes, it bounced out of it, but that's not necessarily unusual. And then in 2012, we had a substantial slowdown from that initial bounce in late 2011, early 2012, so that by the third and fourth quarter of 2012, we almost had a technical recession as GDP in both of those quarters was less than three quarters of a percent. They were very much in danger of contraction in the second half of 2012. And that was after what was nearly a recession in 2011. So while they were talking about the magic of the first couple QEs, we knew that wasn't the case. The economy was in much worse shape than it appeared at the time. And only later did the GDP statistics, like a lot of other numbers, come out with benchmark revisions and say, yeah, there were a couple times there where the economy was very close to recession, and it might actually have been when you put all of these together like we can do now. The bounce, stumble, bounce, stumble, basically what that means is that we have an economy that's expanding, that's in a boom period or expansion phase, or just modestly expanding as it's been since 2008, at least not contracting. And then something happens a shock, a spark, something happens where it slows down, but it doesn't slow down right into recession. It slows down and it stumbles, but then it bounces back up. And in, in that bounce period, it takes a variable amount of time before you get from the stumble, the bounce into the actual recession. This is it's kind of intuitive when you think about it. When, we, when the economy stumbles, what, everybody, what happens in the economy, every, consumers, businesses, everybody that's operating in it says, you know, wait, what just happened? Everybody kind of takes a breath and steps back. And that's when you get this, okay, we're not really sure what happened. Okay, we're going to try again. And then you pull back out and you end up in recession later on. And you go through any number of business cycles in U.S. GDP and you see the same thing. Let's talk about 1989-1990 because we've We've gone over 1989 and 1990 several times for, for good reasons here. What you see is, again, you've got the stumble bounce pattern before the recession, the SNL recession in 1990. There was a very nearly a negative quarter in the fourth quarter of 1989, according to contemporary GDP estimates, as well as the current GDP estimates. And you got a big bounce in the first quarter of 1990, which... A lot of people said, okay, that's the soft landing. We had a stumble at the end of 1989, no big deal. Now we'll be fine until the, we'll fine throughout the rest of 1990. We gotta be wor worried more about inflation as economists and policymakers were at that time. But instead, 
the GDP numbers and a lot of other statistics show that in the second quarter of 1990, we got a major slowdown. And then the third quarter of 1990, though GDP was positive, that's really when the recession began. And then we all knew there was a recession in the fourth quarter of 1990 and early uh, first quarter of 1991. So stumble for one quarter, maybe two quarters of a bounce and then over into recession. It's a little bit different, but the same general idea in the dot-com recession of 2001. You had robust economic growth, and especially in 1990, 1999, the first half of 2000, but then the dot-com started to really interfere. So you got this stumble in the, second, in the first quarter of 2000. You got another bounce in the second quarter, then another stumble in the third quarter of 2000. And then it was kind of uneven from there on out stumble bounce and then just unstable from there on and that part of that instability starting in the second quarter of 2000 or first quarter of 2001 was negative gdp and that's the dot-com recession nonetheless more more so just a period of continuous instability next business cycle the 2008 cycle great recession again the stumbles that the stumble actually happened with the the top in the housing market way back in 2006 and you had a modest bounce a little bit of a stumble in 2007 and then another bounce throughout the last parts of 2000 last three quarters of 2007 where it looked like according to gdp like the economy was doing just fine you got about two percent growth a little bit better than two percent growth in three straight quarters and then you get the initial downturn at the Great Recession, but then another bounce and then the bigger downturn afterwards. So stumble, bounce, essentially what happens is the economy slow down, slows down and it becomes unstable because uncertainty becomes a predominant viewpoint through econo from economic agents throughout the system. We're not sure what the slowdown means recession just yet. It might mean recovery, it might mean nothing, it might mean something. And it isn't until much later that we find out that it actually did mean something as it does almost every time. Because as I said before, if you're talking about a soft landing, chances are you're not going to get one. You're just gonna get this instability that can look like a soft landing for sometimes several quarters in a row. Which brings us up to the current statistics in 2022 and 2023. And what the BEA has for us is that according to GDI, Remember, GDI has been saying recession, has been saying weakness really since the start of 2022. Well, GDI was revised a little bit higher over the last couple quarters in particular, the first quarter and second quarter of 2023. The first quarter, which went highly negative, uh, although a little bit less negative than the fourth quarter of last year, the first quarter was revised to a small positive and the second quarter was revised a little bit more of a positive. Meanwhile, the First half of 2022 was revised down a little bit, or GDI is a little bit better than we thought it was in the previous estimates, but it's still suggesting substantial weakness, still, subje still suggesting the instability, the stumble bounce, uh, where the bounce is much less in GDI than compared to GDP. But overall, we've got GDI that has gone nowhere since the first first quarter of 2022. And that's something that we need to pay attention to here. Notice the dramatic shift in GDI, like GDP, right at the start of that quote-unquote technical recession. The technical recession in the first half of 2022 wasn't a recession. It was the economy announcing that it had, it had undergone a phase shift 
from the expansion of the supply shock period in 2020 and 2021 to something very different. Now we're into this question of unstable situation that leads us into either talking about a soft landing or going farther than that into a outright recession at some point this year and maybe next year too. In terms of GDP, the revisions went in the other directions, though not by a whole lot. What we see is that, first of all, the quote-unquote technical recession of the first half was a little bit worse than we thought, especially the first quarter of 2022, according to GDP. It's now more of a negative number, almost 2% compared to, what was it, uh, one, one and a half percent originally. So the first half, the first stumble in the first half of 2022 was a bigger stumble than we thought it was. And then according to GDP numbers, the bounce out of it in the third quarter of last year was a little bit less than previously thought too. And now you can see after the bounce, uh, the second, second half of 2022 and the first half of 2023, like a lot of periods we're seeing slowing down after the bounce. So we've got the, we got the big phase shift at the start of 2022. We've got the stumble, we've got the bounce, and now we've got the slowing down to which policymakers and the mainstream tell us that's slowing down into a soft landing when a lot of these revised numbers suggest more than a soft landing or worse than a harder than a soft landing. And the same is true. We look at some of the other revised GDP numbers, including consumer spending. One of the reasons why GDP was revised a bit lower over the last year and a half was because personal consumption expenditures adjusted for prices. So real PCE was substantially weaker than we thought just yesterday in the previous estimates. Again, the first quarter of 2022, that was a big downward revision. A substantial downward revision too to the third quarter of 2022, as well as the most recent quarter, the second quarter of 2023. We went from almost 2% growth, or really one and three quarters percent in terms of real PCE, now down to, what is it, 0.7%. So substantial downgrade in consumer spending in real terms, heading into the third and fourth quarters of this year. So given all of that, given our survey of GDP, the revisions, uh, benchmarks, all of that stuff, what did we learn from the GDP statistics in now that the updated GDP statistics that were just released? Well, it reminds us again that almost certainly whatever we see in the numbers today, they're probably worse than they appear right now, which is consistent with this dichotomy between, say, GDP and GDI, which remains even after the benchmark revisions. GDI says the economy is in much worse shape than GDP does. But after the revisions too, GDP agrees that we're in the stumble bounce pattern and we're slowing down after the bounce. The question we can't answer from GDP numbers, at least not today, is do we finally get a soft landing or do we end up like a lot of previous periods with a lot more substantial weakness, even recession, perhaps worse than recession? That's the question that remains for us. And that's the question that is being answered in the marketplace. Um, and remember, this is all before oil prices. The oil price surge, which contributed mightily to the phase shift, the technical recession in 2022, we've got another one developing that looks even worse now than it did just a couple days ago. So we have oil prices on top of the stumble bounce pattern that suggests maybe we aren't going to slow down into a soft landing after all. 
And while GDP can't tell us it's not forward-looking, it can't tell us where everything's going to end up, we do have enough evidence to say we're in the danger zone. If you want to see another video where I talk about the economy, not just in the U.S., in the danger zone, check out the link below me. As always, I thank you very much for joining me. Huge thank you, Eurodollar University subscribers. That's the daily briefing and deep dive analysis, as well as all our Eurodollar University members, some of whom you can see right next to me. And until next time, take care.